This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope your weekend treated you well. It's a Monday over here. Um, This goes live on a Monday, so I hope you're starting your week off strong. I am in Birmingham, Alabama for the first incubator of the year. If you don't know, incubators are where I fly to you. We work together for three days to build out your business or create your marketing plan or your website, whatever it is that you need in terms of creating an online business and and an in-person business as well. It's just I'm more more of the online elements of of any business. (laughs) So anyway, I'm here in Alabama helping out an Enneagram coach with her online marketing and her systems and structures and yeah, I'm really excited. I haven't, we haven't started yet, but I'm looking forward to getting into it with her. Um, I checked into my hotel here. It's been a little funny. I don't know if you ever like check into a hotel and you are like, things are a little off. Like there was a balloon in the room and there was like a can left in the bathroom. Like one of the water bottles is like been drunk down. It makes you like question everything about the cleaning that's been done but I also got here at 10 a.m and check-in was not until 4 and so I just feel like some of this is on me like they felt rushed um I didn't ask to be checked in at 10 a.m I waited until 3 p.m but I do feel like I like I was part of it somehow like I rushed them my presence was uh, a lot of pressure or something. <laughs> but anyway, I'm happy to be in my room as weird as it feels. And I'm looking forward to getting into things tomorrow with my incubator client. But first, let's have a little chat about what's been going on behind the scenes over here, starting with three good things. So good thing number one, a good driver. We've been, if you don't know, last week we were in San Francisco and then this week I'm in Birmingham. I don't have a car. And so we've been really reliant on the driving of other people. And it really makes you grateful for a good driver. Just someone who is, you know, prompt, but also easeful. (laughs) Like they're not shaking you around, you know? The second thing I have here is airport lounges. It adds so much peace to my travel experience for me. It's, I, 
they're not that crazy. I get it with my credit card. I feel like it seems much fancier than it is. Um, but it is so nice because they have clean bathrooms, coffee and food and plugs, outlets all in one place. So if, if you have like a shorter layover, you can kind of grab everything you need in one little spot. And that is so helpful, especially when you're traveling with, like I said, with a tight layover. One time Obi and I had like a 30 minute layover in Atlanta, but we were traveling across the country. So it was kind of like a thing where we needed to get our coffee and our food before we got on the plane. And so we went through the lounge. We literally chugged an espresso, ate a like little mini sandwich, chugged some water, went to the bathroom, and then ch just went right back out. Um, it was like a one-stop shop for everything we were going to try to do on our layover. Um, so I'm just grateful for those today. And then finally, coffee shops in new cities. I think it's one of my very favorite things ever. Um, just being in a new space, coffee shop culture kind of stays the same, but you're getting to experience new coffees. You're getting to experience kind of what the local vibe is like, and you get to eavesdrop on some really good conversations. And I think I've talked about this before, maybe on YouTube, but traveling, if you're, for me, like having coffee shops as like markers is a really cool way to see different neighborhoods because you have some reason to go to this other area because oftentimes I'm traveling for work and I don't have like tourist things to do or time for tourist attractions but I can kind of explore these little neighborhoods when I'm over there for my little work sesh so that's my good things this week um, and let's get into a little bit of what I am learning right now which is joy is not the same as happiness. And I don't mean like the religious concept for joy. You know, I think there's like a, when I used to be religious, I would think of joy as kind of like this like joy of the Lord situation. Um, I don't mean that as much as moments of joy and contentment and happiness in your life. As a seven, so much of my focus is on whether or not I'm happy, if my life is making me happy enough, if I am fulfilled, if I'm excited to be alive, if every day is a new exciting day. And some seasons of my life, it's harder to feel the level of elation that I have traditionally considered to be happiness. Um, and what I realized this week, I, I saw someone's like YouTube short or something where they described it in this way and it really resonated with me that I've been mistaking happiness for moments of joy, meaning I've been expecting my life to live up to the level of elation that a moment of joy can possess. But the thing about that is that moments of joy are temporary, right? They they come and they're amazing and then they leave. They also can't necessarily be orchestrated. And I can get, I can tell you for a fact the times that I have tried to orchestrate a moment of joy, it's almost like I've created the opposite because nothing can be elative enough is that the language nothing can make me feel good enough 
when I'm in that space of trying to find the good feeling. The other thing is that, um, so if, if happiness is not moments of joy, if it's not these like brief, magical moments of elation, then how do we define happiness? And, and this person I saw on the short, I wish I could find it again to tell you who it was, but they defined it as happiness is knowing that you can handle what's coming your way. And I really like that because sometimes I don't feel that way, right? And I'm aware of that. But also a lot of times I do. A lot of times I feel content I feel capable. I feel like, you know what? I have a little bit of capacity here to handle when things aren't great. Um, and happiness is, it, therefore, right, if that's the case, happiness isn't the absence of painful experiences or painful feelings. Happiness is being willing to sit with those, being able to handle that even when they arrive versus this like magical elative feeling where you forget that all pain exists. And I can I got to say again like I can get really caught up in how happy I've been feeling lately. And am I happy enough? Am I feeling good enough? You know, is is life magical enough? But focusing on it instead as moments of joy is allowing me to see it as a temporary thing in my mind instead of focusing on it as this thing that I need to constantly be orchestrating every single day, all day, is a lot less pressure on my life, on my relationships, because if I'm expecting everything in my life to point me to elation, that's a lot of pressure on everything, right? On every moment, on every being, on every situation, it, on my job, right? It's like, make me feel alive, when in reality, those moments for most of us will be, a, you know, we get some of them and it's amazing when we get them and we should appreciate them when they're here and they're temporary and we can't make them, we can't force them. And as much as I've tried, I've tried to guarantee them all of my life. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I can promise you that... It's much more sustainable, much more lasting to acknowledge the everyday contentment of being able to handle what comes your way. And that's not to say that it's a morally positive thing to be able to handle everything that comes your way. Because again, we're not going to always be happy either. We're going to sometimes have a hard time. Our capacities are going to go down. Our mental health ebbs and it flows. But for me, at least, like from the seven mindset and, and how I've been learning this lesson, it's really like, okay, if that's the case, a lot of the time I'm good. Even if I'm not elated, even if I'm not blissed out, like ultimately, like I'm okay, I'm good. And I know some Enneagram types are much more comfortable with the concept of being fine than I happen to be, but 
I am really trying to embrace that. Like, it's okay to just be fine. To not be elated, but just be fine. Okay, let's get into what else has been going on behind the scenes. So last week, I was in San Francisco with the family. We had two days being in San Francisco together, just traveling and being a family on vacation after the conference. We flew home on a Wednesday. We got in to Atlanta at like four in the morning, and then we woke up at like 10 and drove from Atlanta to Asheville and got home around 5 p.m. on Thursday. And then we had about three days at home before I came to Alabama. Um, And I realized like three days at home is actually kind of perfect for me. Um, I had a day to work, a day to clean, and a day to rest. And then I was ready to go again. So um, that was fun information. Probably not sustainable forever, but it works for me. That's about the time we had from Sewanee to San Francisco as well. And then now from San Francisco to Alabama. And I'm feeling pretty good. Things I'm feeling vulnerable about. Um, you know, I'm feeling a little vulnerable about Instagram and like the future of my career in that regard. I, whenever I post the kind of content that performs really well, I get the worst kind of comments and DMs and engagement. Um, and it just really brings the mood down. <laughs> and, um, I can't decide how to navigate that. Like I, I can create content that's like educational or inspirational or personal growth oriented. And I will be putting out what I want to be putting out. I will have the impact I want to have. I'll have the engagement that feels most like reciprocal, like we can actually like we're growing together. But the engagement is so insanely low on those that it's like no one sees them. So it's almost feels like, why am I even making them? You know, so then when you create the entertaining content that performs really well, you get a bunch of a bunch of other stuff. You get a bunch of great comments, too, but then you get like a lot of irritating comments. And um, it's it's kind of complicated because a lot of the times, you know, people who are listening to the podcast, like you guys are on a journey. You're learning the Enneagram. You're on a personal growth journey. We're like working on some stuff together. You're deepening your understanding of yourself and others and the Enneagram. But people on Instagram aren't always doing that. They're sometimes just kind of stuck in one way of understanding the Enneagram or they're not going deeper into it or they took a test and they found their number, but they actually weren't typed correctly, but they're kind of commenting as if they were typed correctly because they don't know any better. And so they're saying, you know, this is what a five is when it's absolutely not what a five is. And it's really weird. And at the same time, it's what performs. So it's really, it's a a weird place and I feel vulnerable about it. The end. Okay, moving on. I am feeling proud of the work that I do, like the real work that I do, especially things like the incubators or the partnership program, these like coaching elements and the books that I get to write and the podcast and courses that I've made. I've been like looking back at my courses recently and I'm just like, there's so much information in these courses and I never promote them. I like never sell them anymore because 
I don't know. Like, I just think like, oh, this is, no one cares. And then I have to remember, like, there's so much help in these um, if I would tell them they exist, tell people they exist. But all of that to say, I am proud of the work that I do. I'm proud of the impact that that work has. It's really rewarding to leave people having like made something together like we do with the with the incubator or with a deeper understanding of self like we do with the courses and with coaching. So I am feeling good about that. It's August, y'all, which means we, it's time for new Core Desired Feelings. If you don't know, if you're new here, Core Desired Feelings are a concept I got from Danielle Laporte. She talks about making goals based off of how you want to feel in your life, not what you want to accomplish. And so every month I pick new core desired feelings and then I reflect on them every week and go, how could I create that feeling for myself this week or create space for that feeling to exist? So for the month of August, I picked pleasurable. I don't think that's a feeling, but that's what I'm picking. Pleasurable abundant and alive. So I'm going to feel pleasure by taking myself for a drink after the incubator here is over to celebrate. During the incubator, it's kind of like you're running a marathon. Like that's just a lot of work. So I go full nourishment. Like I wake up, I move my body, I take a shower, I do self-care, I journal, I get my work done before we ever start. And then when I get home after our long day, I usually just, you know, have a nice dinner, go to bed early. I don't put a ton of like fun in for myself because I really need to be nourished so that I have the energy and capacity to do another day. However, at the end, I'm going to take myself out for a celebratory drink and enjoy that time of like a nice cocktail and a good book. The to feel abundant, I'm going to notice the small joys in every day and really pay attention to all the ways in which life feels really good right now. And to feel alive, I'm going to pay attention to my surroundings. I'm in a new city. I'm surrounded by new people. I'm just going to really enjoy the act of seeing a new place for the first time. And my self-care challenge from last week was to allow room for rest after I got back from San Francisco. And I think I did a lovely job of that. I feel very good about it. And this week, I want to keep up my morning movement and my self-care before the incubator each day because, again, I, I want to feel nourished so that I can give. And what's coming up in terms of content this week. On the podcast, Wednesday, we were talking about burnout recovery. And Friday, I have an interview with Jenna Ocean where we try to figure out how the Enneagram and astrology could align. So this week is an invitation to let joy be in the moment without pressure for it to be your whole life. And we're going to end with a quote today from Donatella Versace, one that sounds a little bit negative, but I think it's actually quite positive when we apply it. And that is, you can have small amounts of happiness in life. You certainly can't expect years and years of it. All right, friends, thank you so much for being here. And I will see you Wednesday for the next one. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.